Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection, and prayer for Sunday, the 20th of February 2022, the seventh Sunday after Epiphany. Today, our readings come from the Gospel of Luke. The reading looks at a time when Jesus told people to forgive their enemies. Our hymns today are sung by Trun Old Parish Church Choirs and by the St Magnus Cathedral Choirs. Our call to worship. The enemy, love them. The oppressor, walk the mile with them. The master says, turn the other cheek to them. The enemy, imbalance them with love. The oppressor, shame the law that oppresses. The master says, turn the cheek as an equal. Let us worship God, God whose love changes and challenges us. Our reading is taken from Luke chapter 6, reading from verse 27 to 38. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, 
for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Amen. Thanks be to God for his word. Stand up and bless the Lord, all people now rejoice. Stand up and bless the Lord your God with heart and soul and voice. God is our strength and song, and his salvation Over 2,500 years ago, these words were written. I swear by Apollo the healer, by Asclepius, by Hygieia, by Panacea, and by all the gods and goddesses, making them my witnesses, that I will carry out according to my ability and judgment this oath and this indenture. Those words are attributed to the Greek physician and teacher Hippocrates of Kos, who is often called the father of medicine and forms the first words of the Hippocratic Oath, possibly the most famous text in Western medicine. This oath is historically taken by physicians and requires its readers to swear by the healing gods that they will uphold specific medical standards. Some see clinicians taking the oath as a rite of passage, and some think of the oath as irrelevant in the modern day, surpassed by other medical standards. No matter what people think of it, the oath certainly has the power to prompt debate. There is no standard approach taken across the United Kingdom and different institutions have different promises that students make. However, almost without exception, they all call the bearer to uphold ethical standards and focus their expertise on the art of healing the people in front of them. An act in itself which deserves our thanks and praise these past months. Oaths have developed over time, 
and the World Medical Association oath contains these particular words. I will not permit considerations of age, disease or disability, creed, ethnic origin, gender, nationality, political affiliation, race, sexual orientation, social standing or any other factor to intervene between my duty and my patient. Strong words that underpin a profession. Words that call to heal those agreed with and those who aren't. Those who are loved and those who might be loathed. In today's Gospel, Jesus says something similar, but takes the disciples one step further. Not just healing people, but healing and building relationships for the future. For anyone entering any form of leadership, as an elder, a minister, a teacher, a business person, a parent, a doctor, even a politician, there are lessons to be learned about attitude, competence, purpose, vision, integrity and common sense, all flying at us regularly through the media over the past weeks. One of the greatest challenges that any of us face is how do we cope with people that we don't like, don't trust and don't understand. In this second part of Jesus' Sermon on the Plain, he continues his calling to heal people and communities and challenges assumptions of how disciples should behave and build relationships. At a cursory glance, Jesus' proclamation seems like a horrendous burden on any Christian disciple, and we imagine the disciples balking at the thought of the very first declaration to love their enemies. Jesus challenges them to do something that seems contrary to human nature. Jesus knows the desire, living under Roman occupation, for them to seek retaliation against violence done, but teaches that this provokes worse violence and the cycle spirals out of control. When people do wrong things, bad things, even evil things, many are of the opinion that a, a little bit of smiting wouldn't go amiss. But Jesus says no. Our Christian faith will undoubtedly be judged by how we treat the people we love and like, but it will also be judged by how we treat the people we loathe and dislike. We are to love our enemies. We might be tempted to find some comfort in another old saying about we always hurt the ones that we love, but that's not really what this is about today. When we listen to what Jesus has to say, it is not enough simply to keep the words in our heads and our hearts. Those words need to be put into action. Christianity is about hearing and doing. Jesus' instruction that we are to love our enemies, that we are to go the second mile, that we are to turn the other cheek, 
makes no bones about the fact that this is a council of perfection. It appears as an impossible demand. It seems unreasonable. But Jesus says it, and he means it. It would, of course, be great if we could find the buttons to push or the levers to pull that make a bad person better. But I don't think that will be possible until first we sort ourselves out. And not just shrugging our shoulders and saying, well, that's just the way I am. I can't lower my standards or change my beliefs. But instead saying, this hurtful, harmful, unpleasant person remains one of God's children. They may be broken, tarnished, even twisted, may be inexcusable, but surely not unforgivable. Loving your enemy can only begin if we look at our own abilities to forgive, which does not mean forgetting. So that the first change that takes place takes place not in the enemy, but in us. Does that make a doormat? Does that make a pushover? Does that make somebody weak? No. Desmond Tutu once said, if you want peace, you don't talk to your friends, you talk to your enemies. Jesus isn't offering a set of simple rules by which to get by or get ahead in this world, but is inviting us into a whole other world. A world that is not about measuring and counting and weighing and competing and judging and paying back and hating, but instead a world about love. Love for those who have loved you. Love for those who haven't. Love even for those who have hated you. Jesus is inviting people into a new relationship. One not just of physical healing, but of healing relationships. The kind of relationships that the kingdom requires. And issues this oath to the church and all disciples to follow. To become kingdom people. Disciples must do more than talk and listen. The church must do. Can we therefore challenge the church and ourselves to turn the other cheek, to share its goods, to go that second mile? Can we challenge the church to give to those who beg and to lend to those who are in need? Can we challenge the church to love its own enemies within and without and to pray for those who persecute the church? Can we challenge the church to go deeper? And to be that kind of extreme church in the world. Jesus' call continues today. It calls to us to do the things that we can't yet imagine. And the things that we find hard. And the things that we find almost impossible. Jesus still calls. Because the world is still in need. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray.
Lord of righteousness and graciousness, we delight at the generosity that you bless us with. The changing and challenging world that is filled with so much variety and possibility. Your many words that challenge us in a myriad of ways. We seek your patience and your forbearance with us as we seek to forgive and love our enemies. In a world where power can corrupt, the ability to get on has trampled others underfoot, and the world littered with lives that need your hope, God. We seek to forgive just as you forgive. In a world where humanity can create the means by which others lose their lives and livelihood, unjust policies, war and destruction, oppression and hate, heal our world, God, and lead us to forgive as you forgive. Through Jesus you teach us to love our neighbours as ourselves, to forgive as you would forgive. In our lament for the world, we pray for your healing ways, to change the ways of the world, to bring light to the dark places, to bring hope to the challenging places, to bring promise to the hurting places. Heal our world, God, and lead us to forgive as you forgive. Through our prayers, we bring to you those we find it hard to forgive, and ourselves, to find the ways to forgive. Lord, just as the disciples learned of new ways, open our minds today to better fashion ourselves and our ways in becoming the disciples and the followers that trust and follow you always. And so we pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. Let us go now, built in spirit, built in faith, to love and serve the Lord, loving one another, forgiving one another, and building communities of faith. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and every day. Amen.